so I, I, I love to do something before I preach. I love doing a disclaimer. Listen to me. I might be P-Flow somewhat. I'm not P-Flow. So, drop the expectation. <laughs> Please, I just got to beg you. You know, I'm still, I'm still learning this work. I'm still learning this work. So, please, just, um, let's just do this together. Are you ready for that? Second Kings 4, 1 to 6. Am I forgetting anything? Okay. Second Kings 4, 1 to 6. I want us to read like a mask while you're 1, 2, 3, go. Now, therefore, cry, certain man of the wives of the son of the prophet unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my sons to be born. Next verse. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me. Oh. There is, there is always something in the house. Uh, there is always something in the house. When God wants to multiply you, it doesn't take something outside of you. It takes from within. It's always in the house. Let me not go ahead of myself. Next verse. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when thou art coming, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour into all those vessels, and thou shalt set the that which is full. Next verse. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. Next verse. And it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not... The oil did not stop. The oil stayed. So, if she had more vessels, the oil would keep flowing. That's to tell you that in the supernatural, the oil does not stop. The oil keeps running, keeps flowing much more, only that you need to have vessels to receive. You need to have capacity to receive. But as far as the oil is concerned, it won't keep, it won't stop flowing. And Papa has released the word over the house, the flow won't stop Ephesians 3 and verse 20 I feel God's presence already <laughs> now unto him let's read together one two three go now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power isn't it amazing to know that this power that does exceeding abundantly above is within us Ah, let me just let me take my time father thank you for your word we ask that you throw your weight in this building do what only you can do in this service let the heaven kiss the earth in this service let there be a flow of the supernatural the sick gets healed people are living 10 times better than they walked in here and we ask that at the end of this service everyone has an experience with Jesus thank you for it is done in Jesus is much less than we have prayed on your way to your seat help me preach to your neighbor there is much more come on say it one more time there is much more okay let me just do like my father yeah glory to God hallelujah you know so following the gospel series that papa taught profoundly in the past weeks i hope you were blessed by that papa taught profoundly on the gospel series and he taught a few things we will just go from there you know just do some teaching and we trust god to do the rest and papa said something so good last week and he said the gospel is the remedy for all malady 
how that's regardless of the situation that you're fixed in you don't need any other message outside the gospel isn't it amazing how a man can create a particular pill that works for almost five to six sicknesses staphylococcus headache name it how much more the god that puts the wisdom in that man that made that pill if a man can do a product can make a product that can cure several diseases several sicknesses don't you think the god who puts this wisdom in this man can do much more so god created a message that can work for all situation how that you can go through stuff in life and you just need one message to fix it god the gospel like papa said last week is god's peel the remedy for all malady so you can be in a situation where you are having financial downtime listen you don't need five kids to break out of poverty all you need is the gospel because that's where that racketing comes in from when they start teaching you five kids to break out of poverty in church i assure you the last key is so you see eh. <laughs> check it out there is always that sow a seed towards the end after they've done the whole teaching on financial blah 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 blue and all of that the last one there they're always waiting for you at the end you have to sow a dangerous seed you know they now rhyme nonsense you have to, especially with first fruit so you have to give your first to secure the rest you're saying nonsense god gave his first so we have secured the rest in christ he that spared not his son but gave him up for us all how shall he not with him freely give us all things so it was god who gave us his first so we can secure the rest we don't give our first to secure the rest we don't have what it takes we can't afford it so the gospel is that message that you need to cure everything that comes your way that's why the bible says in Acts 22 tpt all of god's blessing are imparted through the message of his grace all of god's blessing not some of god's blessing all of god's blessing I like to joke with this what is all in the greek all there's no there's no deeper dimension to all all means all all is all all of god's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace and something i want to share with you this morning is the gospel is god's pool are you listening to me the gospel is god's pool and pastor Yebi said something so profoundly this morning the gospel is god's is both god's pool p-u-l-l and god's pool p-o-o-l that means Jesus is the pool of God. I'm about to break, I'm about to break a table right now. Jesus is the pool of God. You don't need water baptism to be saved. <laughs> when you receive Jesus, you have entered the pool. You don't need water baptism to be saved. If Jesus is the pool of God, when you enter into Christ, you have entered the pool. Jesus is the pool of God. The living water himself. The living water himself. Because this Jesus now lives inside of you. That's what the Bible can say, out of your belly now flows. This river of living water. Come on, shout glory somebody. need all of those nonsense is it too early Whew, I need to run so Jesus as P-O-O-L Pastor Yemi that was good stuff now Jesus as P-U-N-L the pool of God every time you want to bring men out of the pool of sin the message of the gospel is God's pool Anytime, every time we want to bring men out of the pool of sin, out of the pool of addiction, out of the pool of depression, out of the pool of sickness, the message that does that work fantastically is God's pool, which is the gospel. That's why it's called a pulpit. So from this pulpit, you are pulling men out of the pool of sin. 
So this pulpit synchronizes with the gospel to do the work of the gospel. You can't be on this pulpit and you are preaching something else that is not pulling them out. Are you following? I want to say something. Now, this gospel is not motivation. This gospel is empowerment. Because when a man is drowning, eh, he doesn't need, you can do it. You can make it. Papa said something last night, I don't know if you heard. He said when a man is drowning, you don't give him a book, um, five steps to swim for dummy. No, no, no. At that point, he needs a savior. At the point where he is drowning, you don't need, ah, come on, do your hand like this now. Do your hand like this. You can do it. Himself in the pool is saying, yes, I can do it. You are drowning. You are going down. You are drowning. <laughs> but the gospel is empowerment. <sighs> Listen, the gospel is you can do it. Sorry, motivation is you can do it. The gospel is he has done it so you can do it. The gospel is he has done it. Motivation is you can do it. Motivation will only hype you up. It will just give you ginger for a few seconds. Motivation does not have the enabling power. It's just, it, it tickles your fancy. It just does something to you for a moment. And after the motivation is done, what else? But beyond excitement, because the gospel will excite you. The gospel will inspire you. Beyond that excitement, after the gospel has said you can do it, it then comes inside of you and helps you do it. Did you see that? The gospel will tell you you can do it, but it doesn't leave you there. It then comes inside of you and it helps you do it. That is empowerment. Give me 1 Corinthians 2, something powerful. I love Paul. Paul said, and I brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. I didn't come to you with motivational speech. That's what Paul is saying. Give me the next verse. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. My preaching did not come with motivation. I didn't come to tinkle your fan. I didn't, no, no, no. I came in the demonstration of the spirits and of power next verse see what Paul said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men that means motivation does not have what it takes to make your faith solid your faith cannot stand on motivation it's man's wisdom man's philosophy motivation does not have the solid foundation on which your faith can stand on then he said, but in the power of God. What is the power of God? Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So Paul is saying, when I came to you, when I came to you declaring the testimony of God, I did not come with excellency of speech. I did not come with motivational speech. No, no, no. I came to declare the testimony of God to you, that your faith should not stand in man's wisdom, but in the power of God, which is the gospel. The gospel is the foundation for your faith to stand in. The gospel is the foundation for your faith to stand on. That's why when gospel is not preached, faith is not released. Are you listening to me? When the gospel is not preached, faith is not released. So motivation cannot release faith to you. Do you understand that? Give me the next translation. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. Next verse. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Next verse. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Are you seeing that? Give me the next translation, M MSG. I love this so much. You remember, friends, that when I first came to you to let you on, the, on God's sheer genius, 
I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy. I love this. I deliberately kept it plain and simple. That means the gospel is plain and simple. Papa would always say the gospel is so simple that you need a pastor to confuse you. So Paul is saying, I came to you with the gospel and I kept it plain and simple. There is nothing complex about the gospel. When you come to church and you begin to hear stuff and you are living more confused than you walk in, just know that you have entered one chance. Because if truly the gospel was taught, you would understand it well because it is plain and what? What is this gospel that is plain and simple? Oh, I love this. First, Jesus and who he is. The revelation of Christ. Oh, Shabbatoho. Then Jesus and what he did. He specified what he did. Jesus crucified. Not walking on water. Uh -uh, uh -uh. As powerful as that is. Not feeding the multitudes. As powerful as that is, he specified on what he was talking about on what Jesus did. Jesus crucified and we are well taught in this church. What did he do? He died for you. He died as you. When you were buried, when he was buried, you were buried with him. When he resurrected, you resurrected with him. And now you are seated in Christ far and above principalities and power. Somebody shout glory. That's what he did for you. That's what he did for you. And let me make this very clear. Eh? What he did is hyper. Let, let nobody even deceive you. What Jesus did is hyper. There is no aspect of grace. There is no aspect of the gospel. There is no aspect of salvation that is not hyper. For all of you that have problem with hyper grace, I came ready for you today. There is no aspect of the gospel that is not hyper. Every time, because Paul here said his message was about what Jesus did. Now, every time you find Paul elucidating, explaining what Jesus did, there is a particular word I studied Paul carefully much more. Every time you find Paul explaining what Jesus did, explaining what's he accomplished for the believer explaining the grace of God and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ he uses the word much more every time if you don't find the word much more you'll find the word abundance you'll find the word exceeding you'll find the word whooper it is telling you that the gospel of God's grace is hyper it's not by mistake give me Romans 5 only in Romans 5 Paul used the word much more five times we would have to cross this together okay are you ready to do that now help me do something whenever you find the word much more you will cross it louder are you ready for that are you ready for that let's push together one two three go but god commended his love towards us in that while we yet seen as christ died for us next verse much more than being thou justified by his blood we shall be saved from his one are you counting next verse for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to god by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life next verse but not as the offense so is the free gift for if through the offense of one many be dead much more the grace of god and the gift by grace which is by one man jesus christ has abounded to many next verse for if by one man's offense reigned by one much more they which received abundance of grace of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ next verse moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but we are sin abound grace did abound much more it is not coincidence Paul cannot use this word more than five times only in one book and you're telling me it's coincidence first Corinthians Second Corinthians 3 rather. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, let's sit in together. Are you ready? Are you ready? We are a Bible church, right? We love scriptures here. For once you ready to go, for if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. Next verse 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more. 
And there are much more scriptures I, should give, I can give to you. But because of my time. <laughs> are you convinced? So if anybody's coming to argue hyper grace, you have minimum seven already. He plenty. You find Paul in, in, in Ephesians saying the exceeding riches of his grace, the unsearchable riches of his grace. You find Paul using the word abundance, excess. So the grace of God is much more. It's hyper. Let's settle that fact. It's hyper. And everything he came to do for us is hyper also. So Paul, I'm going back to Paul's text. Paul said when he came to you, he came plain and simple. First Jesus who he is, then Jesus what he did. Let's, can we talk about what he did for a minute? Can we do that? Can we do that? Are you getting blessed? I, I, I hope so too. <laughs> I hope you're getting blessed too. I'm preaching good, right? Thank God for Dr. Flores Peters. He taught me well. Hallelujah. Now, Every time, everywhere, every place, you find Paul explaining what Jesus did. I already said that. You find him using the word much more, hyper, abundance, exceeding, and all of that. And everything Jesus came to do for us is hyper. Because of my time, I won't be able to touch a few. Because the Bible says there are things that accompany salvation so you know that salvation is not an acapella salvation is full orchestra it comes with healing it comes with prosperity it comes with deliverance it comes with redemption it's a full package so let's just touch on a few let's touch on a few one of the things let me say this here it's very important in this life that we have received there are certain things you don't pray and pay for because you have them in Christ already I'll say that again. In this package of salvation, there are certain things you don't pay for and pray for because you have them in Christ already. One of them, I want you to open your ears carefully and listen to me. Forgiveness of sins. Say forgiveness of sins. You don't ask for forgiveness of sins because you have them in Christ already. As believers, you don't pray for God to forgive your sins. As believers, you don't ask God for forgiveness of sins because you have them in Christ already. Ephesians 1 and verse 7. See, when Papa usually say, when you're coming to church, don't take off your thinking cap. There's something in exegesis that is called the exegetes and intellect. You don't take out your brain in studying the Bible. Papa would only say brighter grammar is very necessary for Bible study. Now, the Bible is saying, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In whom we have redemption. In whom we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. So, in him we have forgiveness of sins. English. Pastor Nobu, let me use it for a minute. I will need your phone. So, I say that, Pastor, let me have it, let me have this. Pastor Nobu, if you come to me, amongst all that packages I'm going to give to you, I'm going to give you this phone. Now, he has come to me. Does he have the phone? Good. I want to show you how, let me be, let me not be petty, how your ignorance is loud. You have this phone with you. And Pastor Dubo now says, Pilan, please give me the phone now. And I'm wondering, it's with you. That's how we sound. When the Bible says we have forgiveness of sins, it's with you. And you are still asking God, God, please forgive my sin. God is saying, you have forgiveness of sins. Are you following? 
mean you have it. You don't pray for what you have already. You don't ask for what you have already. You use what you have. So when you are telling God, God forgive me of my sins, and he's wondering, but I've given you the forgiveness of sins now. It's in you. Colossians 1 verse 14 establishes that. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And oh my God. You see, God giving you forgiveness of sins is not him being emotional. It's been paid for. I can go deep. The wages of sin is death. Not I'm sorry. Listen to me. I'm telling you that your prayer for forgiveness does not even count. Because when you sin, you're not supposed to say I'm sorry. It does not count. You're supposed to die. For the wages of sin is death. So after sinning, you do not come to God and start saying, I'm sorry, forgive me. No, it's death. Now, someone came in your stead and died for you. So, the payment of your sin has been paid for. Someone died for that sin. So, when you are saying, God, forgive me of my sins, are you saying, just go and die again? Because forgiveness of sins requires blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That's what the Bible said. So when you are asking God for forgiveness again, what you are trying to say, let Jesus go and die again. That's how, that's another sacrifice, which is not possible. Do you understand? And, you know, that's why the Bible says in, in 1 John 2, 12, that my little children, these things I write unto you, that you know that your sins are forgiven, not for your confession's sake. Not for your confession sake, your confession's sake, for his name's sake. And it's it's you know it gets really worse when we now lie on God God's head. You know when Gerard you say, Oh my god, I can't deny. I know if you lie for your head now. We lie on top of God's head. Because it now gets to the point where you will not be telling God, God, you know I'm a sinner. Ah, ah. You are telling God, God, you know. And God is saying, Haven't you read my word? Your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. I don't know. I just know you are a sinner. Why are you lying on me? God is like, ah, why do they lie for my head that you will sit down boldly and be lying on God's head? God, you know I'm a sinner. God said, I don't know you are a sinner. I don't know that you are a sinner. You are now lying on God's head. God, you know I'm a sinner. God said, I don't know. When I see you, I see a perfect man. When I see you, I see the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When I see you, I see a new creature. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 I love the TPT He poured our sins on him In exchange Ah, Pastor Nobu, sorry I'm just I'm starting to do this quickly In exchange Poured God's goodness Pour God's righteousness, pour God's righteousness on us. So when God sees us, He's no longer seeing our sin because there has been an exchange. He now sees a perfect man in Christ, the righteousness of Himself in Christ Jesus. So stop telling God that you know I'm a sinner. You, you, he does not know. Are you following? He made him to be sin, you know sin, that you might be made. You have been made already. Made, past tense. You have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Another point that I need to sh share with you, you don't pray for deliverance. Colossians 1 and verse 13. <laughs> for he had delivered... Delivered. 
delivered delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son now when you are praying for the one who has been translated into the kingdom of his dear son to be delivered do you want him to be delivered back to the kingdom of darkness are you a dispatch rider are you a delivery man this man has been delivered past tense out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and you want to deliver that man to where from where to where say I have been delivered say convincingly I have been delivered I'm no longer in darkness I'm the kingdom of my of, of his dear son I'm in the kingdom of God's dear son I'm in the kingdom of light. I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come and say glory to God. Another point I want to share with you, things you don't pay for and things you don't pray for because you have them in Christ is redemption. Because I've heard stuff like, you know, you have to sow a seed to redeem the firstborns. And I, 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 am I the only one? It's always, I've watched them closely. It's always redemption of the firstborn and lastborn. What happened to the secondborn? Why are they not always redeeming the secondborn? Why is it always the firstborn and the lastborn they're always redeeming? That should show you this coming in this thing that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Can we just stop this? religious because why is it the first one and last one you are always redeeming <laughs> give me first Peter um, 18 for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ. Take me back to the first verse. It's this, this text is showing you that you don't even redeem with material things. Somebody's getting it over there. You don't redeem with material things when it comes to redemption matters. Your money is inconsequential infinite decimal it does not count you don't redeem with money silver gold so anytime they come to you with that whole jack once again just the scripture sir you are, you are very you are very wrong have, have you seen the scripture then the bible says you've been redeemed by the precious blood who i hear this in my spirit god said to announce to you no man can take ownership of your life I heard it in my spirit as a contention for your life. And God said to announce to you so that you can know that blood has been spilled on you already. No, I can't do this. No man can take ownership of your life. You know yourself there is a contention over your life. There is a strong contention. You know it like you know your son's name. But I came with a word from God this morning. Blood has been spilled. Therefore, you've been redeemed. And no one can take ownership of you. This is the Spirit of the Lord. The person who owns the word has received it. And Papa taught something. Ah, Papa has done a lot of work in this church. I'm just saying, Papa taught something. Papa taught something. Ah, ah much more right my father thank you for teaching me the gospel you know he said something profound about the three shall I call it the kinds of redemption you know um, agorazo, exagorazo and luthro and my focus today is luthro because we're talking about how everything it does for us is hyper yeah. now powerful enough that he bought us redeemed us to himself 
But beyond that, he released us. That's hyper. It is good enough that he redeemed us from the hands of the wicked one, the hands of the devil, and took, him, took us to himself. But beyond that, that he released us into our destiny is hyper. You know, during COVID, we, <laughs> we had people who redeemed Pilates and they refused to release it. God is not interested in holding you. They took the palliatives, they, 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 they hold them like their best rights. That's not who God is. God is not a local government chairman. When he redeemed you to himself, because he knows that you are the light of the world, God does not need another light in heaven. God does not need your light in heaven. The Bible calls God the immortality that dwells in an unapproachable light. So if, if, if God redeemed you to keep you, you are just causing too much blindness in heaven. So he needed to release you into the world. Are you listening to me? He is not interested in keeping you. Uh -uh, uh -uh. The idea is not just to hold you. Just have, no, 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 no. The idea of redeeming you is so that he can release you into your purpose. Now, the Bible says something so powerful. Revelations 5, 9. Quickly. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the books, my God, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people, out of every nation. Why? Next verse. And has made us unto God kings and priests that we shall reign here on earth. That is your releasing. He redeemed you out of your father's side, your mother's side, your nationality, your kindred, and didn't just keep you there. He made you kings and priests for you to reign here on earth. So God is interested in your reigning here. God is not interested in hoarding you. God is not interested in hiding you. God is not interested in silencing you. He wants your gifts to be loud. God redeemed you to release you into purpose. God re redeemed you to release you into prosperity. God redeemed you to release you into destiny. God redeemed you to release you to be glorious. God redeemed you to release you into your destiny. God redeemed you to redeem you. God redeemed you to release you to shine. Because he knows that you are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. Listen to me. No man can put a bushel over your light. See, I have good news for you. Even if they try to put a bushel over your light, your light will shine so bright. It will burn the bushel and keep shining. <laughs> your light will shine so bright. It will burn down the bushel and keep shining. That's how intense your light will shine in this season. God has released you to reign on earth. God has not called you to be a destitute. God has not called you to be on the bench. God has not called you to fill the back hole. God has called you to fill the center stage. God has called you to put the spotlight of heaven upon you. God has called you to shine. God has called you to be a light. God has called you to take dominion. God has called you to take charge. God has called you to reign here on earth. God has called you to dominate your space. God has called you to be a light in your sector. I have a word. For someone in this room, your light is about to shine. Your light is about to shine. Listen to me, God said to tell you, you are about to make impact. Because when I redeemed you, I released you for impact. 
I did not release you to be a local champion. I did not release you to take the scent, to take the backstage. I release you so that you can make impact to the world. That's why I called the light of the world, not the light of Lekki, not the light of Lagos, but the light of the world, so that you can shine for the world to see you are not a local champion. You've been made for global impact. So spread your wings and fly. Spread your wings and fly. No more limitations. No more barriers. Because you are a line breaker. You are a barrier breaker. Spread your wings and fly. The sky is just your stepping point. The sky is not your limits. No. The sky is your starting point. Why you are seated here? You are seated in heavenly places in Christ. So that cannot be your limits. That is your starting point. Are you listening to me? I hear it so strongly in my spirit. You are about to make impact. I'm saying significant impacts. The kind that the world has never seen before. They will start making reference to you. That who is this person? Who is Uncle T? Who is Calvin? Who is Antimoji? I've not seen this kind before. Who is David Olupaji? Who is Tito the writer? I'm always seeing her on Instagram shouting about Jesus. Who is Mela? <laughs> Who is Michelle? Who is Pastor Noble? Who is MVP? You are about to make a significant impact because when he redeemed you, he redeemed you to release you. He said, You are kings and priests that you reign here on earth. Don't take your reign to heaven. Reign here, reign here. Reign here, reign here, reign here. Reign here. here. Bring heaven down to earth. Bring the experience of heaven down to earth. Akale Kupalado. One thing, and I think this will be my last point, that we don't pray for or pay for because we have them in Christ already is power. Somebody say power. Power. to get rough in this place now. Power. Listen to me. When you received salvation, you received the power of God. I'll say that again. When you received salvation, you received the power of God. You don't ask for power. You don't ask for power in the place of prayer. No, no, no. You received power when you received salvation. Listen, you don't ask for power you make power available as believers i'm going to say this again you don't pray for god to give you power no you make power available because it's in you already give me Ephesians 1 and verse 19. paul is praying for the eyes of the people of Ephesians to be enlightened and one of the things he prayed that I should be lighted to is, and so that you can know and understand, hey Gobohosha, what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his, watch this, greatness of his power in here and for us. So the power is in you for you to use it. In you for you. The power is in you for you. What is the immeasurable, the unlimited, the surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe? So when we believed in Christ, the kind of power that is residing on your inside now is the immeasurable, the unlimited the surpassing greatness of God power. That's where I got the word Upa Balu from. Listen, just in case 
Pastor Amy said in first service, this thing is not fairy tale. It is real. So Paul now said, just in case you want to have an idea of what this immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing greatness of his power looks like. He explained it in the next verse. He said, it is this power. This power that is immeasurable, unlimited, surpassing, that is in you, is the same power that he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So what you have on your inside is called the resurrection power. You can't have resurrection power inside of you and things are lying dead around you. No, no, no. Paul said the power is in you for you. The power is in you for you. So now you know that you have the immeasurable, the unlimited, the surpassing greatness of his power. And this same power he used in raising Christ from the dead dwells inside of you. You will call dead things back to life. Because the power you've got on your inside is called the resurrection. Listen to me. I'm about to say something disruptive. I'm about to say something disruptive. You will never become more powerful than the day you got born again. You will never become more powerful than the day you got born again. Because when you got born again, God himself God himself embedded this power. So when you received Christ, you became as powerful as God. You became as powerful as God. So how do you become more powerful again? You want to be powerful than God. So when you pray for power, I just want to show you how loud your ignorance is. It is in you. It is good enough. It is good enough that this power raised Christ from the dead. But we are speaking of Hupa Balu. We are speaking of a power that surpasses. We are speaking of a power that exceeds. We are speaking of a power that goes beyond targets. So the target was to raise Christ from the dead. But guess what? It didn't stop there. The power rolled away the stone first. The power did not stop there. The power resurrected the old saints also. So beyond just resurrecting Christ. Because this power goes beyond targets. As soon as the power resurrected Christ, the old saints in the grave said, ah, what kind of power is it? They dropped out of the grave. I'm telling you this is the kind of power you have. This is the kind of power you have on your inside. How that you can channel this power to your finances. But because this power goes beyond target, it goes beyond your finances and fixes your health. It goes beyond your health and fixes your marriage. It goes beyond your marriage, fixes your relationship. Goes beyond that, fixes your business. Goes beyond that, fixes your, your, your ministry. This power goes beyond target. Give me Matthew quickly, 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 quickly. I want to show you something. Things are coming back to life in this service. For God says the Lord, it has lied plain low for too long. But because you know that you have something on your inside called the resurrection power, they are jumping back to life now. Give me message, 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 message. Message. Akane what I just said in tongues mountains are becoming plain before you 
Mountains are becoming plain before you. See, see, see. At that moment, the temple curtain was ripped in two, top to bottom. There was an earthquake and the rocks were split in pieces. What's more? Tombs were opened up. And many bodies of believers asleep in their graves were raised. But watch this, watch this. They did not jump back up until the one who is called resurrection came up. Life came into them. Tongues were opened up. And many bodies of believers asleep in their graves were raised. But they did not come out yet. After Jesus' resurrection, they left their tombs and entered the holy city. They had to wait for the one who is called resurrection. resurrection. So the resurrection one himself had to come out first and when he came out of the grave everyone on the grave in their grave jumps out. That is the upper power of God. I prophesy over your life as you go into this week you experience the upper power of God. Your expectations are exceeded. Your expectations are exceeded. Your expectations are exceeded. As as you go into this week, mountains are skipping before you. As you go into this week, you are coming into more than enough. As you go into this week, much more is your portion. I hear it in my spirit one more time. Yes, indeed. It will be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You will not be able to. Everything will be happening at once. Because there is a power at work now. There is a power at work now. It's called the power that exceeds expectation. It's called the power that surpasses. Everything will be. Listen. 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 We saw Jesus walking in this power. Jesus fed multitudes of people, thousands. 5,000 at least minimum 5,000 with just five loaves of bread and two fish now it's Hooper Balow enough that five loaves and two fish can feed thousand that's not what children that we had 12 basket left that is some hooper baloa to walk, friends. And this same Jesus said, If you believe in me, this same work that I did, you can do also even greater works. So if Jesus walks in the hooper balo power, you have what it takes to walk in this power. I prophesy one more time upon your business upon your ministry upon everything that concerns you you are about to experience the much more power of God hey. ah. Ah. I just saw something now Four trees uprooting from his roots. The power is going down to your foundation. Uprooting things that are not of God. Because the Bible says, whatever my father has not planted shall be rooted out. So this power is going down to your roots. Down to your roots. Pulling out. Pulling, pulling things down. Pulling things down. 
from his tooth and they are never gonna show up again. I feel like things all around. Angels descending and descending. Doing the feelings of the Lord in this service. Trust me if you are in this room. You don't want to be a spectator. Something is happening right now. Can you engineer this powerful you walk out this Righteous man, makes tremendous power available. Dynamic in his walking. I see the dynamic power of God. I see tremendous power of God in Things are shifting. Things are changing. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can you walk this power? Can you walk this power? You have only one minute. You are two. That you want to make available. Turn out this power to your business. Turn out this power to your ministry. Turn out this power to your vocation. Turn out this power to your school set. Turn out this power to your relationship.
Elisha asked the woman, What do you have in your house? What do you have? Listen, God can do much more with less. What your works can do with more. The question is, what do you have in the house? Because the speciality of God is known for exceeding expectation. You just need to have something in the house. You think that business, that little thing you're doing is insignificant. But you're forgetting that it was written concerning you that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to this power that works within you. To cut the long story short, this woman brought the vessels that she could bring. And the prophet said, pouring the oil into the vessels. And she kept pouring. She ran out of vessel but the oil did not run out. Did you hear what I said? She ran out of vessel, but the oil did not run out. If she had brought more vessels, the oil would keep flowing. I'm leaving you with this child. Build capacity for what is coming. capacity for what is coming because I can tell you for a fact we are in the season of the supernatural overflow and the flow won't stop 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 so you have to build capacity for what is coming Father, thank you for your word. I pray upon your people this morning that as they leave here, they experience the tangible power of God that exceeds expectations. God is saying to tell you, dream big, because I will still expel see that expectation. God is saying dream big because I will still exceed that expectation dream big dream big dream again dream again like Pastor Yemi said in the in first service you've placed a cap on what the power of God can do Pastor Yemi said God said to tell you he was not involved in that transaction You've placed a cap on the power of God. No, the power of God has done this. Is enough. I can see through the rest. God is saying, I was not involved in that transaction. What kind of service is this? Time. Much more. Please don't miss when is this service. We are canoe. Let's see who has ears. Hear what what the Spirit is saying. Don't miss when it's a For any reason. Let's put our offerings up. Let's put our offering up. Let's, let's put our offering. Put the, put the offering details on the screen. Let's give. Let's give. Ooh. Much more. Much more. Listen to me. Let your giving also be much more. Let your giving also be upa balu. Exceed our targets. This is the project account details 
for the forms you feel for the form you filled please return the form to the ushers and take a shot of this picture that's our project account details give much more for the sake like this now if you give much more let me just give an example when you give not say if when you give much more and you have one service won't be constrained by time would have space to experience the power of God well but now we have to go into third service so we are constrained so give so we can accomplish this building project and experience God well as the account details on the screen if you're giving with the envelopes please pass to the ushers and the ushers please watch your offerings pass because the devil comes to church too Oh, I feel God's power in this room. Thought service is going to be amazing. Papa has another surprise for you. Thought service. There is more. There is more. Thought service is going to be amazing. all giving please if you are writing that check write it with the mind of Christ you have the mind of Christ put that six figures there put the eight figures there to not you will not die I can I can assure you you will not die you still be breathing well you will not die at all God is saying give much more do that there is a lot of work to be done. And it's for the kingdom. They are not cajoling you to give. They are telling you to give. As you receive. As you receive the abundance of grace. Give. In the same manner. Count the upstanding as you prove our offering. Father, thank you for everyone giving. I pray over their lives that this is the least they will ever give. As they've, as they've given this talking to you because we know that we cannot outgive you we ask that you replenish their pulses even much more in the name of Jesus and through their givings the gospel reaches the ends of the earth in the name of Jesus thank you for it is done in Jesus much less than we have prayed. put your hands together for Jesus have you been blessed in the service